Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tribe Sober podcast, episode 200. My name is Janet Gorond. I'm the founder of Tribe Sober, and I'm your host for this podcast. Here at Tribe Sober, we help people to change their relationship with alcohol and then to go on and actually thrive in their alcohol-free lives. And over the last eight years, we've helped thousands of people to do just that. And we created Tribe Sober because we know from experience that it's really hard to change your drinking habits alone. Social norms are so powerful, and that's why you need to find a new tribe for this life-changing journey. Because your family tribe will tell you to cut down, and your drinking buddy tribe will tell you not to be so boring. Whereas Tribe Sober will connect you with other people on the same path. Other people who will encourage and support you. Other people who understand the struggle. Other people who've been just where you are now and are loving their alcohol-free lives. So at Tribe Sober, we're all about community. It's a community where everyone strives for an alcohol-free lifestyle and many of our members are already thriving in their sobriety and inspiring others. Each week, we feature a community voice, just to give you a flavour of the awesomeness of our tribe. So the WhatsApp group was fantastic to realize I'm not alone. There's people that I can resonate with that that thinks and feels the same as I do. And the Sober Spring Challenge ended on the 5th of November. And I thought, oh, great, that's it. I'm now Miss Sober forever. I can do this. And then I actually missed the conversations. And on the 8th of November, I took out a membership because I can't go without the connection. So if you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community, just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. You may also be interested in our five-day sobriety boot camp. We've been running these boot camps for a couple of years now, and people have been getting great results. This boot camp is actually our seventh, and it takes place from the 12th to the 16th of February, and it's absolutely free. It consists of five days of tasks, training, and connection in a private Facebook group. And the most common question that we get asked about boot camp is, Can my friends see that I'm on this group? Can my Facebook friends see it? The answer to that question is a big fat no. The only way they'll see you is if they are in the group as well. And that could be the beginning of a lovely sober buddy friendship. So just go to tribesober.com 
and on our homepage you'll see the info and sign up button for the boot camp. This week we're celebrating our 200th podcast by taking you through our top 12 podcasts, the episodes that have had the most downloads since we started the podcast back in 2020. We'll play you a clip from each podcast and then give you the release date so that you can find the whole episode if you'd like to have a listen or a re-listen. Or if you're really organised, you can even make them into a playlist. And to make it super easy for you to find each of the top 12 podcasts, we've also put the link to each one in the show notes of this episode. So coming in with 2,200 downloads each is a trio of ladies who've taught our tribe so much about how our brains work. We've got author Dr. Loretta Bruining, neuroscientist Stacey Dunford, and Stanford psychiatrist Dr. Anna Lemke. It's so important to remember that we are wired for survival rather than happiness. And our default state is one of anxiety, as we're on a constant lookout for threats. However, once we understand how to trigger our happy brain chemicals, we can structure our days to ensure that we get a regular dopamine hit to lift our mood. So let's start with Dr. Loretta Bruining, who helped me to unpack the cause of my own early sobriety blues. Have a listen to the first interview I did with her which was in August 2021. Here's a clip. Yeah, just what you said is happiness is a learned skill. And if you're given this model that says happiness should come effortlessly, then you don't put any effort into learning the skill. And all of the adults in your life are focused on this model of you take the pill and someone else fixes you. It's almost going to the dentist or going to a car repair shop where someone else does it to you. Let's, oh, your brain is too complicated. You can't manage it yourself. You have to let an expert manage it for you. And then even worse, young people, when they get a quote unquote diagnosis, that gives you a special status and that gives you the social recognition from having this quote unquote disorder. So huge numbers of people are like signing up for, sign me up for that disorder. Loretta also did an interview with me very recently to talk about her new book, which is called Why You're Unhappy. That podcast was released on January the 20th this year. The next lady in our talented trio is a neuroscientist. Stacey Dunford taught us about our lizard brain and how we need to manage it before it manages us. She even recommended that we give it a name. She calls hers Ernie. That interview came out in August 2021. Here's a clip. I think that it's so great that you are creating this community of people that are doing it along the way, because I think that is probably your your secret sauce. Because when people are going through difficulty, the research is showing that if you have someone with you on the journey, you are much more likely to succeed than the people who are doing it by themselves. And the power, like I said, in the book, social, the power of that social connection and people who understand the journey and feel your pain, feel your joy, celebrate with you. 
you are much, much more likely to achieve a goal than if you're just out there on your own. The third member of our trio is Stanford psychiatrist Anna Lemke, who's written a top-selling book called Dopamine Nation. It's an awesome book, which I highly recommend if you're interested in the science of addiction. Her explanation of the pain-pleasure balance is superb. That episode is called Why We Get Addicted, and it came out in November 2023. Here's a clip. It can't just be about what we're giving up. It has to be about what we're moving toward. And that's why I really like the kind of dopamine fast as a 30-day experiment. Because first of all, 30 days is something that most people can wrap their head around. I'm not going to stop drinking forever, but I could give it up for 30 days. Because for most people, 30 days is enough to begin to feel better. What's nice about that is that I no longer have to persuade them that there's a better alternative. Because a lot of times people in their addiction, they think I'm either miserable using my drug or I'm miserable without my drug. But no matter how you slice it, I'm miserable. What they cannot see is this third pathway that's a life of not using. That's a really good path with lots of joy and, as you say, lots of other things gained that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So we do a lot of coaching or psychoeducation around that, combined with actual behavioral interventions that allow people to begin to see that for themselves, as you were able to do when you initially felt better. And then after that kind of honeymoon period wears off, if it does, then people have to look deeper into purpose and meaning, making sure we don't frame giving up our drug of choice just as I can't have that thing that I like so much, but rather I'm giving myself something even better, right? I'm doing myself a favor. Moving away from neuroscience to number nine in our top 12. In that spot, we have sobriety coach Laurie Massicott. Laurie is the host of a podcast called 50 and Beyond. And like me, she's convinced that ditching the booze is one of the very best things we can do for ourselves as we get older. Her episode is called Why We Need to Ditch the Drink in Midlife. And we released that one in December 2021. Here's a clip. But it is that wake up call, I think, that we're all getting at this stage of life where we kind of just go, wait a minute, the party's over, <laughs> but we're still going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how, that's what it was for me. I was literally sitting on the couch drinking. I wasn't going out. I mean, we would we would be, of course, at holidays, family, get togethers, every event that ever was social or, you know, anything that I could do to drink through, I would do. I mean, that I used alcohol to get me primed before I went, during, coming home from anything, I was still drinking. You know, it was just that alcohol was the center of my attentions. We often talk about the rules that we make around our drinking. But what about the signs? The signs that you need to take a break from the booze. I did a fun episode with Laurie Massicott recently when we listed the 15 signs that you need to take a break from the booze. Signs that Laurie and I ignored for far too long. That one was released on January the 27th this year. Next up, we have Melissa Witherspoon. She's the author of a very touching memoir called I'm Sober, So Now What? 
That's an excellent question she poses. And that's partly why we urge our members to find a hobby when they embark on this journey. Ditching the booze means you'll have more time on your hands, as well as more energy and more money. We can also be hit with a low mood after a few months, as we're not quite sure what to do with ourselves. I used to call this period the void, but I've discovered a more scientific name for it, which is liminal space. And it's actually a magical space, a space to embrace. So be patient, stay calm, and gradually you'll find your creativity returning. I got the idea of starting Tribe Sober when I was stuck in the liminal space at about five or six months sober. It's a great time to find a new passion to focus on, now that wine tasting is off the menu. Not only will a new interest help you to combat those early sobriety blues, but it'll enable you to thrive in your sobriety and start to build a life you don't want to escape from. A beautiful alcohol-free life. Melissa has relapsed several times, and she has some invaluable insight into the various stages of relapse. She observed that there are actually three stages of relapse. Stage one is emotional relapse. Not even thinking about drinking yet, but observing the triggers that seem to be getting more frequent. Stay in that stage long enough without taking action, and you may move to stage two which is the mental relapse. When you start to feel uncomfortable in your skin and you start to skip activities like connecting with your sober tribe and sticking to your exercise routine, all things that relieve triggers, stay in that stage long enough and you may move to stage three, which is physical relapse when you're back in active addiction. And the advantage, of course, of being aware about these three stages are that you can keep your radar sharp for relapse warning signs. All different for different people, but you need to be able to pick up if you're feeling a bit off, as Melissa puts it. Keeping a journal is a great way of monitoring your emotions. You can learn more from Melissa by listening to the podcast episode which came out on September 2022 and it's called Relapse Warning Signs. Here's a clip. I knew that if I left the treatment facility that I would relapse. So that's the mindset I came back into quote-unquote normal life with. And so the the very next day that I was home, I went to an AA meeting and stopped at my liquor store, my favorite liquor store, and you know, had a drink. And then I realized while I was sitting in the car having that drink that I I was never going to be fixed. I just told myself, this is going to be the death of me. And I can't do this anymore. I cannot look into the eyes of the people that I love and hurt them anymore. And I physically and mentally just had nothing left in me. I could not go on. So from the three stages of relapse, we go to the four stages of alcoholism. A beautiful share from tribe member Vanessa Hilton Barber. Vanessa divides her drinking career into phases. The fun phase, 15 to 19 years old. The social phase, 19 to 30. The fairly desperate phase, 30 to 39. And the I need to quit phase, 39 onwards. 
This pattern fits pretty well with Ken Middleton's theory that 20 years of regular drinking will result in alcohol dependence for many of us. Here's a clip from Vanessa's episode which came out in May 2023 and is called The Four Stages of Alcoholism. That's when Tribe Sober entered my life. That was my first month with Tribe Sober and it was a complete revelation to me. I joined the WhatsApp group which was instantly a connection with people all over the world. It was phenomenal. You know, in that time, it was a light in the darkness, and it was a whole bunch of people going through something similar. Quite, quite amazing and extraordinary. And not only that, there was this wonderful, you guys have this beautiful sober tracker that you cross off your alcohol three days, you know, as you go along, which also was just, it came at exactly the right time for me. I was kind of stranded in nowhere and doing, starting to do some doodles and the connection somehow between putting pen to paper and visually seeing that you were making progress through July, not drinking, plus the support of that Tribe Sober group. It was extraordinary and it was definitely, it set me on the path. Now we're up to our top six. And at number six, with 2,300 downloads, is the brilliant William Porter. William is a lawyer with a passion for the science behind alcohol dependence, and he's written two books, Alcohol Explained and Alcohol Explained Too. They're both essential reading, and I think the more we understand the damage that alcohol does to our bodies and brains, the less likely we are to want to drink it. His episode is called Why We Get Anxiety and came out in July 2021. Here's a clip. It can take quite a few years to become addicted to it, but what happens is when you do learn that there is an unpleasant feeling when one drink wears off and you need another dose to relieve that feeling, at that point you're going to find it incredibly hard to moderate or to cut down or to do anything other than quit entirely because, as I say, every drink gives the desire for the next one. And for me, that's where the line is crossed because anyone who ever drank alcohol had a withdrawal from it. You know, no matter how mild or occasional a drinker, their brain will adjust to that alcohol. And when it wears off, there'll be a, a feeling of anxiety. Now, it might be so minor that it's almost imperceptible, but it is there. But where we start to have problems is when either consciously or subconsciously, we notice that feeling and we know that we need another drink to get rid of it. And as I say, when you've learned that, it's learnt behaviour and what's learnt cannot be unlearned. When you learn that, you're constantly then having to fight a battle to resist having the next drink. Next up is another lovely chap who suggests that we identify ourselves as a non-drinker from day one. He's called Nigel Jones and is the author of a book called Walking Back to Happiness. Nigel's professional background is in marketing and PR, so he has a deep understanding of the power of messaging and the effect it has on our subconscious mind. As he says, we're in effect being groomed by the liquor industry to be loyal and lifelong consumers. That episode came out in January 2023 and it's called How to Be a Non-Drinker. Here's a clip. If you unpack intentions, they're made up of your values and your beliefs. 
you only intend to do something if you if that's what you're the value that guides you or it's the belief that's behind it. So I started to believe 100% that I was a non-drinker. And non-drinkers, they don't drink. They live a healthy lifestyle. And they, they do things like get up early and go for walks and do stuff like that. And they enjoy their lives and they live in the present and they meditate. And so I started doing all these things because I had the intention of being a non-drinker. Next up is the fabulous Claire Pooley, author of The Sober Diaries, a book that's helped so many people ditch the shame and quit drinking. Claire was a mom of three young children when her drinking was at its worst. She was going through 10 bottles of wine a week and knew it had to stop. So I think her book is a great read for moms who are battling against the mommy juice culture. And in fact, I must give a plug to our very own moms group, which one of Tribe Sober Team has started. If you're interested in connecting with other moms, then drop a mail to mon, M-O-N, at tribesober.com and Mon will tell you more. So back to Claire Pooley. Apart from inspiring the moms, she's a great example of someone who ditched the booze and made her dreams come true. Since she was a child, she'd wanted to be a novelist. When she quit drinking, she finally had the time and energy to write. The Sober Diaries caught her notice and she was promptly signed up by a top publisher to write three novels. The Authenticity Project was her first and her second book has the inspiring title of How to Age Disgracefully. It will be out in June this year. So have a listen to a clip from Claire's episode which came out in April 2021. It's called How I Ditch the Drink, My Top Life Hack. Here's a clip. It starts on the day I quit drinking and I, it was... It was a it was a bad day. I woke up um, the day after my birthday party. So I had a really bad hangover, obviously. And um, I went down to my kitchen and my kids were all making loads of racket. And I had a terrible headache. And I remember thinking, you know, that the only thing that would make the headache go away is is hair of the dog, sort of another drink. But it was too early to pour a drink because... You know, I thought, you know, I had this hard and fast rule at the time. I had many hard and fast rules, but the main one was you never, ever drink before midday. You know, no, whether you're on holiday, whether it's the weekend, whatever, never before midday. And it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. And I just couldn't work out how I was going to get from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock with this terrible headache and all this racket and feeling really you know, just generally awful. And I opened the cupboard and there was a tiny, tiny bit of red wine left in a bottle, which I saw as a sign because I rarely ever left anything in the bottom of a bottle. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just drink that inch of red wine and that might just take the edge off. And I reached into a cupboard, another cupboard and pulled out a mug because I thought, well, then the kids won't know that I'm drinking red wine rather than than something acceptable like coffee. So uh, I poured the red wine into this mug and drank it. And I did feel a bit better, sort of almost immediately. And then I looked at the mug and it said on it, the world's best mum. You know, I felt so ashamed of myself that I haven't had a drink since then. That was, yeah, that was the very last drink I had. And that was six years ago now. I love Claire's tip of going to bed early 
getting up early, cooking and freezing the evening meal. That's how she avoided guzzling a bottle of wine as she cooked in the evening. No more cooking needed. And now it's time for our top three. Coming in at number three with 2,500 downloads is the awesome Ken Middleton. He's the author of Bamboozled, which has the clever subtitle of How Alcohol Makes Fools of Us All. Doesn't it just? Do grab a copy if you haven't yet read it. Such a brilliant description of how we've been manipulated by big alcohol for decades. I often quote Ken, who says, Even if alcohol doesn't destroy us, it will limit our potential. And in fact, his Tribe Sober episode is called How Alcohol Limits Your Potential. That one was released in April 2023, and here is a clip. The reason I wrote this book is, and, and it's not to be judgy judgy. Like I am not on my pulpit. I am no way telling people that they should not drink. I'm just not. It's it's not for me to do. But I am here to make sure everyone knows what they're giving up when they drink. They because I think most people don't know that. They think as long as they're not an alcoholic, they're fine. No, 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 no. You're giving up so much more when it comes to just living a more holistic, well life because of alcohol. So we, Janet, in the book, walk people through that. So with the why, we really talk about how we are socially engineered from even little kids when it comes to drinking. We really get into how, by, how how pervasive alcohol is in our world that we don't even recognize why we think we have to drink, but it becomes so a part of, of a process of us being human beings that we really almost have little to no choice to, of drinking. Ken was also one of our guests back in November 2020 when he shared his own story and explained the science behind alcohol dependence and why drinking regularly for 20 years means you're very likely to develop a problem. Next up at number two is me, with our very first podcast episode, which was released in May 2020 to celebrate my fifth soberversary. Here's a clip. I'd gone away for the weekend with some friends, some pretty boozy friends, apart from my poor long-suffering husband. And there we were, we arrived on the Friday, lots of drinking on that Friday evening, uh, started the Saturday morning with bubbly, drinking all day Saturday, and then waking up Sunday feeling absolutely terrible, having breakfast with everybody, pretending that I was absolutely fine, doing the British stiff upper lip thing. And I said in a little chirpy voice, I said, why don't we walk to the next village? We can check out a house there that I've heard about. It's supposed to be beautiful and maybe we can rent it next time we come this way. So there was a weird kind of hush and everybody looked at me and they said, well, Janet, we did that yesterday afternoon. You were with us. You were walking okay, talking okay. Surely you remember. And I had absolutely no memory of this quite long walk. And I really racked my brains and, and I realized that I'd lost about six hours of the previous day. And for some reason, that really scared me. 
and finally hogging the number one slot with an incredible 3,300 downloads. Is Australian sobriety coach Catherine Elliott. It's called How to Stop Binge Drinking and came out in June 2022. Here's a clip. Binge drinkers generally seem to have talked themselves out of the fact that they have a drinking problem. They often see themselves as normalish drinkers because it has been normalized in society. And so for me, one of the turning points was really self-responsibility for a drinking problem and that binge drinking is as much of a problem as other um, alcohol use disorders. And I think once binge drinkers realize that, that actually helps them to take steps to start to look at their own patterns of drinking. Like me, Catherine's had breast cancer, which prompted us to do an episode together recently because neither of us had realised that our heavy drinking was putting us at risk of breast cancer. So we celebrated Breast Cancer Awareness Month by having a conversation about it, spreading the word to other women that more than three glasses of wine a week increases your risk of breast cancer. We called it Drink Less for Your Breasts and it was released in October 2023. So that's our top 12. I'd like to say a big thank you to all our listeners. Thanks to you, the Tribe Sober podcast has had more than 300,000 downloads, which keeps its global ranking in the top 2% of all podcasts. Most importantly, more than 20% of our members found their way to us via the podcast. So if you want to give Tribe Sober a try, then just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. And if you want to try us out before committing yourself, join our free five-day boot camp, which starts on February the 12th. Go to tribesober.com and you'll see the info on our homepage. Let me finish by reading out a few short testimonials from previous boot camps. First of all, we had Fran, who says, I did the first boot camp after making a couple of attempts to stop for longer periods when I'd been quite successful, but still thought I could moderate. Wrong. So a quick five-day give-it-your-all recalibration sounded perfect. I was right. There was so much support. The Facebook Live sessions were probably the best, but don't worry if you can't be live as they're available at any time afterwards. I then felt strong enough to continue into a 66-day program and it'll be 18 months on the 28th of January. Just do it. Oh, thank you, Fran. Here's another one from Vary in Scotland. I completed the January 2023 boot camp and it was a fabulous kickstart to my sobriety. Over five days, I was able to focus on key principles such as mindset and finding my whys. The lives were brilliantly timed and easy to fit into my day and the daily readings and podcasts perfect at reinforcing my learning. The support from the Tribe Sober team and members is the icing on the cake. I'm now 82 days sober and I haven't looked back. Thank you, Janet and the Tribe. 
Thank you, Vary, and well done. And the last one is from Aileen. I did the sobriety boot camp in October and I've clocked up 11 weeks as of today. The support in the boot camp really helped. It's been said over and over, but it's worth saying again that connection is the opposite of addiction. There's no judgment on here. Oh, thank you, Aileen. So if you'd like to give our boot camp a try, just go to tribesober.com and sign up. I'll see you in there. So that's it from me. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard. It takes courage and grit and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards. And that's just for starters. So go to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.